People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Another search, this time at the Beach House for Joe Biden. This whole classified document scandal, it is anything but over. I've got details. Plus, the Federal Reserve is trying to solve this whole inflation crisis that it, by the way, almost single-handedly created. Why today's rate hike just isn't going to cut it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am Trish Regan. This is the Trish Regan Show, brought to you in part by Legacy Precious Metals. If you're interested in investing in gold, go check them out. Legacy PM Invest. Investments.com, 1-866-589-0560. Again, 1-866-589-0560. We'll talk about the Fed and interest rates in just a little bit, but I want to get to the headline of the day, which is that there's been another search. Apparently, according to NBC News, this news just breaking, they didn't find anything. But who knows with these guys? Because more searches keep coming. We keep hearing about new documents, and I don't know what we can really take at face value right now, given that this all started back on November 2nd, and we didn't even hear about it for 68 days. Don't forget. News broke on Wednesday morning that Biden's beach house in Delaware was in the process of being searched because they were looking for, well, more classified documents. What are they looking for exactly, I would like to know. I'd like to also know how the original search came about. Right after the news broke, Biden's attorney, Bob Bauer, he came out, confirmed the news in a statement, noting that it was planned. It was just standard procedures. Hey, nothing to see here, right? Including the fact that they were conducting this search without notifying the public in advance. So I guess Biden knew, but nobody else knew. There was no warrant and it was done in coordination with Biden's attorneys. So they want you to be very aware that this is all being done with the president's full support and cooperation. Yeah, I'm sure he really loves this. I'm sure his lawyers really love this. I'm sure Jean-Pierre over there, uh, the Cracker Jack press secretary, really loves this. The president's lawyer, Bauer, said under DOJ's standard procedures in the interest of operational security and integrity, it sought to do this, meaning the search, without advanced public notice, and we agreed to cooperate. Of course you did. Of course you did. I mean, I, I find it very peculiar that everybody knew about this back on November 2nd, but the public didn't know that Joe Biden had classified documents at his think tank, the Penn Biden Center, bankrolled by University of Pennsylvania with millions of dollars coming in from the Chinese. I find it peculiar that we didn't know until January 9th, cleverly, after the election, midterm elections, and interestingly, just after the president announced that he planned to run again in 2024. It kind of makes you wonder if someone's sort of scheming against him. But let me go back to <clears throat> the root cause of the issue, in my best Kamala Harris interpretation. The root cause of the issue. Why were they searching in the first place? How exactly did this all come about? And why did they think that somehow they could have some kind of backroom deal where they were managing this scandal? Meanwhile, Joe Biden continues to double down on how he's done nothing absolutely nothing wrong. I mean, this is the guy who says he has no regrets. How can you not say you might sort of regret some kind of indiscretion that might have happened, some kind of bad packing up from your Senate days or from your vice president days? Let me give you the quote that he voiced just a short while ago. I have no regrets, he said. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There is no there there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then he went on to add this. You had a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. 
Um, but as I said earlier this week, people know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As- can you imagine, can you just imagine, had Donald Trump said that and been so dismissive of the press in this case, he was talking to a Fox reporter, so dismissive. I mean, it would have just been everywhere. But no, you didn't see a lot of that in many places other than perhaps in conservative media, because for some reason, the whole world wants to cover for this guy, whether it's his increasing lack of verbal competence, whether it's his increasing lack of physical competence. So he's not all there and he may have some documents on the side. Not really great. The media has been covering up for him, well, for a long time now. Going back to the actual election, we know what happened. Go look at the Twitter files. Consider how one could not report on the laptop without getting totally shut down. Those in conservative media, including yours truly, we know this very, very well. This was like a do not go zone. And yet it all turns out to be true. And by the way, the latest, oh, this is not good. I'm going to quote from... New York Magazine here, because they're citing some of these texts that came out in which the president's son is pressuring a woman who seems to have been his assistant and was owed back pay for her work. He's pressuring her for what seems to be sexual favors. You know, what? I'm not even going to quote from it because it's just, you know what, you can go look it up. It's it's not good. Like, this is just a new low, a whole new low. And I'm just like, who, who is this guy? I know that we cannot hold the father responsible, but clearly he did not do a very good job raising this kid. And I think it's a fair concern when people are worried about Hunter Biden's relationships with various countries and access to information that he might have. And this is just so sordid, all of it, really and truly. Anyway, back to the documents. I would like to know what's really going on. What are they really looking for initially? How did that come up initially? And then how did it get leaked? And why weren't we told about it sooner? It certainly seems as though they they figured they could do this in a hush-hush way. If they had found something, would we not have known about it right away? I don't trust this process. Anyway, let me turn to a a less sordid story here. Let me turn to the Federal Reserve. Actually, it's still sordid in different ways because it is affecting us, our very essence as a country, because our economy, I'm sorry, but it's sort of all we got, right? It's sort of the whole show, whether you like it or not. Our economic strength is what makes us strong as a nation. And the Federal Reserve has done everything within its power, frankly, to undermine that. It's like malpractice. I mean, these guys were just so off base for so long, sitting there telling us it was transitory inflation. We all knew better. Certainly the listeners of this show have been telling you since summer of 2020, this stuff is not transitory. And here we are now finding ourselves in a stagflation-like environment, an environment that could really be just awful, awful if they don't manage this well. And judging by what we just saw from the Fed today, they're not managing it well. They got a quarter point cut. These guys, they are cowards, total cowards. The reason we're in this mess is because of their cowardly behavior. They were too terrified that they couldn't see the handwriting on the wall as it pertained to inflation. And so they kept printing money. 
They kept bringing all this helicopter nonsense money to the masses in such a way that led to the inflation we're dealing with in the first place, nearly 10% at one point. So now we get all this inflation. Yeah, it's been coming down. It's not coming down fast enough. It's not coming down enough. We need it in that 2% range. Frankly, I don't even like the 2%, but that's sort of the goal that they're going for. Well, we're still not near that. We're not going to be, not for a long time, because they're moving in these little baby step increments. Mohammed Al-Aryan, very noted investor, was saying, look, they got to do what's right. They got to move 50 basis points, maybe 75. They did 25, 25 basis points, quarter of a point, baby hike, because they just don't want to shock the system. But if you don't shock the system, you're going to continue on in this stagflation environment. And I say stagflation because it's a very rare phenomenon one that we are looking at right now. And I'm going to get into how weird this is in just a second. But before I do, a quick shout out to our friends over at Legacy Precious Metals, one of the wonderful sponsors and advertisers on this show. You can call them directly if you're interested in investing in gold. I always say, look, I'm not your financial advisor. You know I like gold, but I I urge caution on these things. No investment is guaranteed. I personally happen to like gold only because it tends to do the opposite of what the rest of the market does. So when people really start freaking out or there's really negative political headlines, gold is often that safe haven investment. I also like gold because if you look at it, Historically, it tends to really keep pace with inflation over the long run. And when you think of all the inflationary factors going on in this economy, again, it makes sense to me. Make sure it makes sense to you, but this is how you learn. You can give them a call at one 589 560 Again, 1-866-589-0560. Welcome to Use My Name. You can go check them out at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Again, that's LegacyPMInvestments.com. They have a free investing guide. But back to why I think these Federal Reserve officials are such cowards. They don't have the will. They don't have the political will. They don't have the confidence to do really what's right. And so consequently, time and time again, we wind up in these really bad situations, the latest of which is going to be stagflation. In fact, that's what I think we're very soon going to be looking at. Stagflation is interesting because intuitively, like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You, you would think, wait a second, the economy is slowing. Therefore, why would prices be going up? But sometimes you have other factors, other phenomenons that are playing out in real time creating that kind of stagflation instability in the overall economy. I would argue that by printing so much money and by handing out so many stimulus checks, we created inflation. There wasn't enough to demand to support all that money that existed in the system. That's what led to the most recent inflation. But then when you try and see deflationary impacts happening. You say, well, why aren't they happening? I mean, if we're pulling all this money out of the marketplace, if the Fed stops its printing, if we stop all the COVID stimulus checks, why aren't we seeing any kind of decline, meaningful? I mean, we've seen some, but meaningful decline in inflation. And I would just point to, one, how this inflation gets embedded in the economy. And certainly that's what we're seeing right now when it comes to food and lesser so energy prices. Food prices have skyrocketed. You have a lot of other things factoring into all that right now, including a restriction in the global supply of food. Energy prices have been consistently high. I think they could still go higher. We're actually getting a little bit of a reprieve, if you ask me here. But these things actually factor in, and they factor into 
because it includes those food and energy prices. But what's somewhat alarming is when you start to see CPI get all that food and energy embedded into it as well. So we are looking still, as I said, I think they could go higher, but we're still looking at very high energy prices. We're still looking at very high food prices. That has then sort of spilled over into the rest of the economy. And that's what's taking hold. We had it in the 70s, right? I mean, remember the gas lines? <laughs> maybe you don't, maybe you do. I was a little kid, but in the 70s, they had those gas lines. And you can only go in on certain days because we had this oil embargo prices overall. So when you look at inflation, they look at what they call core CPI and they look at CPI, consumer price index. And what you're seeing is typically core CPI can be more volatile from the Middle East. So those higher energy prices then started to catch up to the rest of the economy. And even though you had a recession going on, prices were high. At the same time, the Federal Reserve was trying to combat this any which way they could and ultimately found themselves in a situation where they had to so drastically cut rates that it kind of dwarfs anything that we're looking at today. A lot of people say, okay, you know, Jerome Powell is channeling Paul Volcker. Paul Volcker was the Fed chief in the early 80s. He was the guy that took interest rates just through the roof. Because we had to, right? That was the only way to curb inflation. Again, going back to that Band-Aid, you just rip it off. Well, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, Jerome Powell is no Paul Volcker. If he was Paul Volcker, first of all, we would not be in this mess. He's trying to be Arthur Burns, who was the Fed chief that preceded Paul Volcker, and Paul Volcker all at the same time. Well, you cannot have your cake and eat it too, sir. And you made a mistake. And the only way to fix this mistake at this point in time is to be extremely aggressive with interest rate hikes. And clearly, you proved today you just can't do it. So I don't know what the future holds at this point. I, I think we could be setting ourselves up for something that's really, really bad, possibly worse than 2008. At some point, we're going to have to deal with this mess. I don't think we can inflate our way out of debt not without really causing some massive suffering for the American middle class. I mean, maybe we've just gotten too, too cool for school. We're just too good. When you think about how societies develop and how they become great and how they fall, it, you got to think through some of that because we've been pretty great. But whether or not we can continue in this environment where everybody thinks that you, know, you can just drop money from the sky and you can continue running massive debt and deficits forever. I, I do question whether our legacy can continue. I hope it can, but it's growing increasingly doubtful. Anyway, oh, guess who's here? <laughs> that would be Fluffy making his cameo appearance on behalf of Rough Greens. Rough Greens is the supplement that I give to Fluffy every day with his dinner. He loves it. Fluffy happens to be my Maltese. If you have a pet, I'm telling you, you got to take a look at this stuff because it was created... By Dr. Dennis Black, a naturopathic doctor, former Vietnam-era pilot, former Army Ranger, kind of the real deal. Just a great guy who cares so much about his pet's health. He's got a couple of dogs, big dogs. I tell everybody, you know, Fluffy's just this little, very fluffy little Maltese that I love to bits. But anyway, Dr. Dennis Black created this nutritional supplement for dogs so that they could be healthy too. He's made the comment, this is a good one, that that food that you see on Store shelves for dogs, that's dead food. But you can make it alive. You can make it alive with his supplement, Rough Greens. You can get also a special offer for fans of The Trish Regan Show. Just go to rough, R-U-F-F, greens.com 
forward slash Trish, my name, roughgreens.com forward slash Trish. Go there today because you can get a free jumpstart trial back. He's offering it exclusively to fans of the program. And this is something I believe that you will start to see a real difference in your pet because of. I've certainly seen it in Fluffy. He loves all this. I mean, he liked his food okay. He was a good eater, but now he's a really good eater. So this stuff apparently tastes pretty darn phenomenal for these dogs. And I love knowing that my dog is getting all the nutrients that he needs because he's pretty important to me. And I'm sure if you have a pet that's pretty important to you, you want to do the same. So check out roughgreens.com forward slash Trish today. Anyway, so much to talk about. We're going to dig a little deeper into this Armageddon-like scenario that I'm growing increasingly worried about. Look, you can never call the timing on these things, but I do worry because I don't know how sustainable this $31 trillion in debt is. We're already seeing a couple of Republicans coming out, senators sending a letter to the White House saying, look, you know, we've got to have something in the way of spending cuts, but there's just no will. There's no will there, and that's a problem. Go to my newsletter, sign up, trishintel.com. That is the website, and we'll see you here tomorrow.